Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Good Bit Podcast. Welcome back, it is time for another episode. My name is Chris, this is Aaron, and we are here for a very exciting episode. It is probably the nicest day of the year so far, but I am Aaron. How is the weather at your bit? Uh, my bit is good, uh, but it's a bit windy. So, uh, you know, I also live in a flat, so... Right. What? It's not that that affects the weather or anything. It doesn't affect the weather, but you can't just... Can I just hide? go out? Can I just, you know? <laughs> yes, well, it's, I've just back a walk. I don't know if you can see, but I have shorts on. Oh, my and, God. Uh, it was lovely. Yes, it's nicest day of the year. The past three days, I've went, do you know what? Nicest day of the year so far. <laughs> <laughs> but today wins it. Today wins it. You're a, Brother, you're a, ni- you're a nice, gay, ni- nice day kind of guy. Uh, uh, one of, no, no, no. Yeah, one of these people who goes... Come on, it's so lovely outside. Let's go out. It's just look at it. So lovely. We'll, we'll have to go walk. We'll have to go outside. It's so lovely. Like my dad or something. Come on, come Cancel on. Cancel all the plans. We have to go walk. Come on. Look look at the weather. What are we doing? If I had a dog, it would love me. Because I would be like, more walks. <laughs> more dog, get outside. It's too nice to be in here lying about. Um... Yes, well, listen, after a well-deserved week off, we have, um, we've been off for a week on the good bit, in which uh, is, is positives and negatives. You know, the OCD part that in my head is like, do you know what? I wish we just did every single week for the rest of time. But then it's nice to recharge the batteries a little bit, you know? Well, yeah, I agree with you. We, 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 we should take breaks, but we should take actual breaks. We didn't actually mean to take a break this week. No, we didn't. We just realised that we had stuff on. It's just madness. Mad nice. Mad week, and I'll tell you what is the main thing that's been happening in this mad week. Aaron is another year older. Oh my god, we have a father, a father. <laughs> we have a granddad <laughs> here on the show. Aaron, how was your birthday? Yeah, the birthday of my uh, sweet wee boy Harry. Uh, uh, he was born. <laughs> I'm a father now. Harry, why did I pick Harry? I was going to say, would that be your name of your son? No, 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 absolutely not. Harry, no. Have you thought of son and or daughter names? If you uh, want to be a father one day, no. Uh, is that not something you ever think about? No, it isn't. Is it something you think about? Every day I go, my son will be called Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> You've got a cousin called Aaron. I do with two A's. You're only the one A. Oh, well, that's different. Why is that? Why is your name split with one A? Ugh, I don't know. You know, it's one of these things you go through life and people just... <laughs> Sorry to bring up. <laughs> people just ask you the same bloody thing all the time. And I'm done with it. It's like I know, when but I, this like, is a podcast. There'll be lots of people who don't know you listening who are thinking, I wonder why it's only the one A. Everyone knows me. I'm famous. I, I was in Hull Truck Panto, for God's sake. Um, <laughs> it's like when I go on a walk with my dog and she's white, completely white, curly hair, and she's just right. obsessed with muddy puddles. So she just sits in one immediately and just is black, head to toe. And I'm, I get sick and tired because you're on these walks, and especially lockdown, every single day, everyone passing. Oh, she'll need a bath when she gets home. Oh, she'll need a bath when she gets home. <laughs> she'll need a bath when she gets home. And eventually, it's just like, yeah, 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 I get it. She's dirty. It's embarrassing. <laughs> what was your one eight? It's only one eight. Reply. What was your standard reply to that? Just the the fake smile. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like my reply to any member of the public who speaks to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. When you go a walk, I've noticed that the past year, people always walk past you and always go, hiya. It's hiya. Always <laughs> hiya. I never say hi, hello. I wish I said hello. Hello is much better. Hello. How you doing? Hiya. Yeah. Hiya. No one ever says, good afternoon. I feel that would be, that would catch someone off guard. I get caught off guard all the time when people say hello to me. 
I should well, I should be used to it by now. When I say hiya to someone and they say good morning, I feel like an arsehole. Mm. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Why? Just like because I've just said hiya and they've gone actually gone good morning. You know, you've, I'll, you've, I'll actually yes. speak to you, human being. Good morning. And I've you've generalised it, and they've actually paid attention to the time of the day. Exactly. They've said, we're yeah. here, and it's the morning. Good morning to you. And I've just oh, said, God, hiya. I've, I've not been at a walk in the morning in months. I don't normally see the morning. No, you're right. It's good afternoon. You're right. I'm, yeah. I'm full yeah. of shit. No, don't put yourself down like that. So you had a good birthday? Yeah, it was my birthday. You know what? I had a fabulous birthday. You know, you know my pal Glenn from the Wrestling Connection. I he know had his birthday Glenn. in in February, and he said the exact same. He said the pandemic birthday was excellent because people show up, they give you a gift or a card, wish happy birthday, and then they leave, and it's just an easy, chill day. Yes, it was slightly different because we weren't in total lockdown down here. Right, of course, yeah, we're but different. Yes, yeah, you're London, aren't you? The pandemic played. A good a, a good role in my birthday, I must say, because there's no because of the rules. There's no pressure like you have on other birthdays to have every single one of your friends or anyone you could possibly call a friend round you at once. That is anxiety inducing, and that is right. not what not what my idea of a good time is. It was just us, the whole flat, four of us. We went for a beautiful French meal in North oh. London, posh bit of town. And um, nice. we had six courses, uh, snails and all, and it was... Six courses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was wow. just stunning. Got an Uber home, tra- treated ourselves to an Uber. I wow. mean, you know, just a stunning evening. Stunning. Good. It's it's a different world down there right now, isn't it? Yeah. And the thing is, um, we did this, and I, I'm now, this is now going to be a birthday tradition for me. Okay. It was good because my birthday was on a Sunday, so we, we did this on a Saturday. So we went out mm. for a meal on a Saturday night as my birthday meal, so that, you know, as the night continues, it turns into my birthday, and we're all merry and having food at that right. time. Well, just after, because it'd be midnight, but we went for a late dinner. And I love that. And then you wake up on your birthday, and you've, <laughs> you've done the thing. There's no pressure. You can just have a right. lovely, relaxing day. You've done the thing. That's great. I love that. Yeah, I, love that. I would. I would like. Obviously, I don't want to intrude, but I'd love to see you on your birthday one year because I spent maybe one birthday with you when we were studying together. I don't know, um, but I feel like I feel like I've not really been with you on our birthday before. You've been to my birthdays before. Listen, this is not a tradition that is, uh, you know, tight to a certain group of people. We can do this. Yeah, would well, you know what we could do? We could have. Do you know what we could do? We could do like a good bit birthday, and we'll celebrate each other. <laughs> Well, yeah, we'll go when, for a posh meal. Yeah. When, uh, when the uh, we just like doing that, though, don't we? Love a posh. We meal. do. That's something we do do together. I mean, don't when we, we, we say posh, film, and we say posh. We say, what do we go? Yeah, uh, what's that Italian? Uh, oh, my bit, uh, La Vita. No, 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 no. <laughs> the the one, the one we always go to, Pomodoro. You get the Pomodoro. The Pomodoro. Uh, yes, it's not. What's the one? It, there was one in Nando's. Um, no. No, we no, met all no. the time uh, after cinemas and and birthdays and and I remember we went no. the night that you saw Force Awakens. We were there. What is that place called? Oh, Tony Macaroni's. Y- yes, it must be that one. We w- well, we saw t- we went to Tony Macaroni's and then went to see Force Awakens. I'm sure. 
Yeah, it is Tony Macaroni. It is Tony Macaroni. Tony Macaroni. Yeah, that's, that's not, not posh. Exactly posh or anything. Not but posh. listen, we make it posh. It doesn't need to be posh to be good. No, no, you, you can wear a suit. You can make it posh. Yeah, yeah, could wear a suit. I'm looking forward to that. I was watching um, some UFC this morning. No, you're not into UFC, but I was watching it this morning. And I was thinking, do you know what? There's like stuff there that's like I just can't wait to go and do things like uh, yeah. going to meals and go to shows and stuff. And I'm going to try and go to more things in terms of like whether it be concerts, stand-up comedy, sporting events and like events, you know, and I'd love you to come with me sometimes, even though you're in London. Listen, well, well the future is bright. We'll be doing something. The future is bright. I'll come visit in the summer again. That'll be good. Anyway, right. Be good. Um, yes, I had a question for you. Ah, yes. When was the last time you got headshots as an actor? <laughs> is this... Uh... Uh... The, so I can, do you know what? I'm just going to go on my phone. Okay. Because I have a picture the day I got it done. And I'll just see the date. Okay. It's not that why, important. I was just. Why? Because I was going to ask you how you usually are with headshots because I got a new set done last week. Oh, did and, you? Yes. And uh, I've not I've not got them like, what do you call it? Like, you get them re, retouched. So you get the pictures. You know what I mean? You get your options and yeah, you choose yeah, your yeah. five and then you get them redone. I've not got them back yet. And, um, I'll tell you, I received 1,500 headshots to choose from. Oh, and you have to go through them. 1,500, you have to pick five from 1,500. That's a lot. That's too much. That is very much. I don't know if, you know, um, I was with the fantastic Scott Cadenhead, uh, very uh, well-respected and great reputation in Glasgow. Very, very nice guy. Very good at his job. And I don't know, I feel like he had a new lens or something. And he was like playing about with it and stuff and it was like a novelty still, which is great and I love that. I was the guinea pig. I don't think oh. he'd been doing many, uh, you know, headshots and stuff, considering the fact we'd been in lockdown and stuff, but it was nice to be there, nice to go and see someone different. And yes, it was, headshots are maybe one of the most uncomfortable things ever as an actor. And I wonder if you have any, like, reservations to get new headshots done, or, or are you quite calm with it when it comes to that stuff? I got my headshots done last, on the 18th of August in 2018. I probably should get more, but the new ones soon. Oh, yeah, probably. I'm not even thinking about it. Um, I'll get new ones when I'm told to. Right. I think your headshots are quite good. My memory says me correct. Click. They're all right. I look a bit younger than I do now, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. Well, I actually had a nice day. Shout out to uh, Claudia Kelly. Uh, oh, nice. The day I got my headshots done, I met up and I had a day with Claudia. Cool. And we went and got mac and cheese in Camden. Then we went to the national. Uh, we went to the BFI actually, hmm. and I fell asleep. I remember oh, a lot that day actually. I remember because a lot. of Claudia's company, or just because of because it, it was Claudia's company. No, um, it was because I had to get up at like five in the morning to get my headshots because they were early, and then yeah. I met Claudia after that and then the day wore on and i fell asleep in the bfi you fell asleep yes well yes i got new ones last week and they were good i quite like listen oh god it's looking at your face you know what i mean and you're scrolling for ages and you're looking at your face it's just not a good and you end up because it's just your own face you're looking at you end up pointing out all the things that you notice yeah the standard person wouldn't yeah uh, the background's too bright, your hair looks stupid there, your eyes are a bit wonky there, you're not smiling right <laughs> there, you're mid-smile, you're mid-laugh, you're mid-serious, that one's too serious, that one's too happy. 
all went on and on. I spent days deliberating over these things. I picked five, so I'll let you see them when I get them. No, it's good. No, no, I get you. It's a horrible, horrible thing. Uh, if you're a sane human being, uh, you don't enjoy getting your headshots done. No, that's a general. I shouldn't say that. Um, but there are some. I know some actors who just obsess over the whole headshot. I got new headshots. My new headshots. I got new headshots. Me it's a good headshots. excuse to email people, though. You know, it's good. But it's just like well, yeah. it's the process of sitting the way you need to sit and turn your body in this really unnatural way and dip your chin. And it's just like it's really it's really strange as a person, never mind an actor. I must say, I don't like the whole idea of headshots uh, and and. It's, it's not a nice process and it's bloody expensive sometimes. Mm-hmm. But the headshot guy I got them done with is a guy called Wolf Marlow. I mean, what a name. I know. And he, I must say, was delightful and made it a wonderful, wonderful experience. He has since moved to New York, so I shan't be getting my headshots done with him <laughs> next time around because, yes. Uh, but I must say, if you if you live in New York and you're looking, you're in the market for a headshot photographer. He's your guy. All those people out there listening from New York, hello, we welcome you, and I look forward to visiting you someday in the future. I was supposed to be there July fourth last year, and I wasn't. You will be soon. I will be soon. I hope so. Anyway, so we are recording this, ladies and gents, on April twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. So we're a couple of days in advance of release day, and this is the day of the twenty twenty one Academy Awards. Tonight are the Oscars. Yes, I didn't even I know gonna, that. I was going to ask: Have you managed to catch any of the Oscar films this year? Because I mean, it's so strange. Usually, you go to the cinema, you see, "Oh, right, it's an Oscar film. I'll try and catch this one." Um, but because there's been no cinema, you've had to rely on finding ways to see the films. Hopefully, they're on Netflix. Hopefully, they're on Amazon and stuff. I always like to be prepared and try and see at least the best pictures. But this year's just been a total, a total nightmare. No, I mean, come on. It, I know, I know you big, big ask, big ask. I know you tune in for a for a film podcast, guys. But do you really? Come on, <laughs> half the time we don't even talk about the film. Let's be honest here. It's, it's the good bit. It's a general term. The good bit of everything. Good bit of life. But yeah, I didn't even know that. That's shocking. Um, also, as an actor too, I should know that. But you know, it's been a hell of a year. Yeah, year and a bit for everyone. Uh, the, the the Oscars, things like this, they're they're passing me by right now, and that's okay. There's there's a lot there's a lot going on. They're coming and going. It's crazy. Last year's Oscars though was a good day because I went to see I went to see Parasite on that day. Um, oh yeah, and then and then watched the Oscars that night and it won Best Picture. That was like a nice full circle thing. So there's eight Best Pictures and I managed to catch five of them in a week. So I've Jesus, five right, of them okay. this week, which has been which has been really because I mean my film watching as we talked about in the show has been really lacking. But um, I've tried to make it a point in like staying up late. I'm really tired this week because I was staying up late trying to watch some of the films. I like to try to see them all, but I saw five. My favourite, I obviously, again, this is the day of the Oscars, so we don't know who won Best Picture and stuff. My favourite one, I think, was the film Sound of Metal with Riz Ahmed and, mm. Riz Ahmed and Olivia Cook played right. Lou. And, yeah, that was my favourite one. I had no idea what it was going to be about and stuff. I'd, I'd never heard of it before. I like Riz Ahmed, and I thought that was really good. I watched that one. I watched uh, Manari with Steve Ewan from The Walking Dead. I thought that was excellent. I watched Judas and the Black Messiah with my man Daniel Kaluuya um, and yeah, enjoyed them all. But it's so weird because usually you get these big like heavy hitters and there's not really any this year. Um, but my, my favourite film I've watched actually was 
Sound of Metal, but I, I think probably Judas and the Black Messiah will win. I also watched one called Promising Young Woman with Carrie Mulligan. It's on Sky Cinema. I don't know if it's worth trying to check out, but um, can watch it's, it's, def- it's, it's definitely worth. It's definitely worth seeing. That's to anybody, also to you, my good friend Aaron. Some good films this year. Yeah, yeah. I I I I know about Sound of Metal because I don't know. I just do, but um, no. I, I will hopefully catch some of them, but are you all right there? I just sorry, I'm just, my earphones catching the look. You need cordless. Yeah, is that a birthday present? Yeah, AirPods. Yes. I, AirPods. I took, the, took the dive. Took the dive. Very nice. I've got fake ones. Where are they? Oh, I know. You can't do that. It just they didn't work very well. It no, didn't no, work no, very no, well. No. Uh, well, I can't say anything. I can't. I can't comment. Can't comment about the Oscars. I know nothing. I'm ashamed. Yeah. But I, I, at the same time, I'm not. Uh, you know. Yeah, it's just been a busy week, isn't it? It's been a busy week, and just terribly trying to catch up with work and stuff like that. It's hard to kind of make time for these things. Um, and you know, we've been trying to watch this film for ages, Lost in Translation, for ages, and we just haven't got around to it because one thing after another, we decided to watch this film or that film or whatever. And then last week with Saving Private Ryan, we had. Andrew Marley on, and I can happily announce that that was our most listened to episode since coming back. Wow. Yeah. Why'd you think? Just the film? I don't know. Maybe it was the film. I don't know. I'm not logged in. Um, I don't know, if I'm honest. Let's get him back. He's our uh, secret weapon. Yeah, we also did say he was going to um, recommend a musical next time, so we have to get him back when we're in the mid to watch a musical. Alright, so that'll be about a year and a half. Okay. Yeah, maybe two um, years, but yeah. Yeah. Um well that's interesting. You're probably you're probably right at the top of the uh season two where you were like, well, we should probably do epic, huge films that everyone will know. Right. Yeah. That's that, I think. Let's do more of that. It's just more it's just because the pe- more people have seen them, you know, and they go, oh, I've seen Saving Private Ryan, I'll listen to that one. But then you know, what was the one? Shutter Island, I don't think did very many views. But then Saving Private Ryan did, you know. But then, um, but then we we loved watching Shutter Island because it was like, oh, I've never seen this Leo film before, you know. Well, listen, we're we're not doing it for the numbers. We're doing it for no, the you're right. That's exactly, exactly, exactly. And exactly. Um, we'll do any film. We want to do films that we want to talk about, it. and you know, we'll do we'll do big hit, big hits. But also, we'll, you know, no idea what we're going to go for next week, though. I feel like it's still my turn though, because did you know to pick two in a row, and I was like, I'll do two in a row next. So maybe I'll get the power to pick another one. I picked Saving Private Ryan, and I picked Shutter Island. Shut around, yeah. So it's you, you again, you yeah. again. Yeah, and Inception, obviously, Anna picked Inception. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll be on, I'll be on my best behaviour, and I'll pick a good one. I'll try to do something different again. But it doesn't matter, does it? Think about it. Think about it. Oh well, I'm thinking about it right now. All right. So, <laughs> did you get a chance to watch Lost in Translation at any point this week, or are you just here for the sake of it? Didn't actually watch that either. So, <laughs> so you can talk about it, but. Uh... <laughs> No, Chris's face, he's just like so I went to, I went to, I literally forgot that, you know, you're not supposed to talk and drink at the same time. Oh. I was having a drink of water and I went, okay. <laughs> and I spilled it down my top. Um, if you talk into, if you talk, no, no, you won't be able to hear it. I just, if you, if you take the bottle off. If you talk into the microphone, right, okay. it sounds a bit echoey. It sounds like an old studio recording of like the 60s or the 70s and it's the guy behind the desk. If you just say something like take four, it'll sound like that. Take four. Yep, yep, yep. Take four. Sounds exactly like that. 
Let it be sort of. Have you, have you... Listen, listen. Take five. That's exactly right. If you go and hear an old like Beatles recording of 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 like them recording in the Abbey Road or something, you'll just hear the occasional that. Hmm. Well, listen, I provided the lyrics for the Beatles there, so there you go. What's your favorite Beatles song? Oh. Uh, Tuffy, right? Tuffy. Polythene Pam. <laughs> okay. I don't know that one. No, I don't know that one. Someone right, so will. Someone will. What did you make of Lost in Translation and how was your experience watching the film? Was it a, a daunting experience or was it welcomed? Uh, it's a different experience watching a film in this flat because, you I know... Your whole situation's changed though, isn't it? No, different. I can't just wait till everyone's gone to bed and watch a film in the living room because everyone sort of goes to bed late, you know? Right. So everyone's got to watch it, really, because it also takes up the whole, <laughs> you know... I feel bad picking films now. Yes, well, I've, I can also watch them in here, so it's fine. But right. we watched it, three, three of the four members of the flat watched it. Uh, uh, just a nice evening, sit down and watch a film. I managed to coerce that. Uh, coerce? Coerce? Coerce. Uh, yeah. Coerce, yeah, that's probably right. Um, coerce. Coerce. Uh, and we watched it. <laughs> we watched the film. And now we're going to talk about it. What did I think? Um... I thought it was alright. Yeah. Worth watching. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you so you weren't very enthused? Uh no. no. No, I wasn't. I had a nice time. It was a decent film. Uh but it did not move me. And but it also did not bore me. Okay. Good. Uh good. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with the artist Sean Mendes? I know who that is, but no. Okay. Well, he's a singer. Um, well, he released yeah. a song called Lost in Japan. Um, 2017, I think. 2017 or 2018. And apparently, it was based on this film. It was based on... I think the music video especially is based on the film, but the song was written about like Bill Murray's character and stuff being lost in Japan because this is called Lost in Translation, but he is lost in Japan. That's the stereotypical answer for the film. And Sean Mendes, who's, I believe, younger than me, which is depressing, really, because maybe he's the same age as me. I'm not sure, because he's very talented. He's, oh, and a very tall boy. Um, everyone who was born in the same year as me was tall. And uh, he released a song. I, I quite like the song. I quite like Sean Mendes, actually. And it's all about Lost in Translation. So that's how I became familiar with this film. Are you serious? Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> You 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 discovered Lost in Translation because of a Shawn Mendes song. Yeah, well, I knew of the film, but I didn't. But I didn't go like it wasn't until I heard that song, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I should check that out someday." Oh okay. Yeah, I did, I, did, <laughs> I didn't go. He's singing about a film. OMG! I need to go find this. Right. Okay. No, that was it. Then I, I didn't also realize that it was Bill Murray and and Scarlett Johansson. That's that's a, that's a big two big hitters right there. Yes. Yes. Did you did you enjoy them being together? It's a weird relationship they have, isn't it? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, really? Okay. Because I was, it was, it's an interesting thing, but I couldn't get over really the fact that Scarlett Johansson, I think, I believe, was like seventeen at the time. 
in real life. What? Look that up. I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, We're going to need some maths here, by the way. This is not going to be good. So, so 1984, she was born. So that means she would have been 19 at the time. Right. Was she? No. But well, that's when it was released. When was it filmed? I don't know. I don't know. I never even knew that. I don't think she looked 17. Well, I see. I, I think she did. I think she did. I was like, she's very young. And then I was and like, like Bill, she... Bill Murray is very old. Yes. Right. And I know that's the whole dynamic of the film. But then then when I looked it up that it was she was that young, I don't know. I was just like, why? Why did they? Obviously, she's a brilliant actress, but why did she? Why did they cast a teenager mm. when it, she's not playing a teenager? Right, like she's a sort of mid twenties kind of character. Who's who was like a big actress in two thousand three that could have played this? That's a good Jennifer question. Aniston. That's a good question. Probably many, many options. Yeah. Um, but when I learned that fact, I just sort of wondered why. Why did you learn why that fact t- after or before you watched the film? Well, I learned it as we were watching it because Anna actually looked it up because she was like, she looks too young. This is ridiculous. And she looked it up and she's like, she was 17 when she was filming this. Ugh. And so I was like, oh. I love your Anna impression. Do that again. She's too fucking young. <laughs> you should do an Australian accent now. It's not right. Why don't they do that? I can confirm everybody who's listening that is not what she sounds like. Just because um, it's a female director doesn't make it okay. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, that's strange. I didn't know that. I, I knew it's maybe not that this it's... was early days in her career, but I didn't realize she was 17. It's not that it's particularly... I mean, I don't think it's illegal. No, but they don't, they don't, have, they don't have relations, mm, do they? No, they don't. Well, well, they do. But they do, right? They kind of... They fall yeah. in love. They kind of fall in love, Which yeah. can happen, whatever. Yeah. But what I don't understand is that she wasn't playing a 17-year-old. She was playing a 20-something-year-old, but she right. was 17, and she kind of looked 17. Didn't get it. Okay. Yes, good point. Uh, I thought this film was up there with like similar films that are like this, where it just really captures like like a period of time. There's not like a start, middle, and end of the film. There's not like a, no one, like there's not a killing, there's not a... Someone leaves. Well, I guess someone does leave. But you know what I mean? Like, There's nothing like this real major plot twist that happens in the film. We're just sitting watching this time unfold. Bill Murray's this actor that's over in Japan making a lot of money. He's just doing the job, you know, because he has to. Um, Scarlett Johansson is with Phoebe's brother from Friends, who is hilarious, by the way. Yeah, he's brilliant. Uh, Giovanna Ribisi, who's also in Saving Private Ryan. Uh, he plays Frank... Junior. Oh, he is in fa- Saving Private Ryan. That's and what. And Friends. Yeah, he's in Saving wow. Private Ryan. Yeah. He's a great actor and he's very, very funny. Um, And he is in a relationship with Scarlett Johansson and he's too busy with work to kind of show her attention. So she's just there kind of floating around Tokyo because that's where the, the film is set. And and it's just this, you're just kind of watching it happen. You're watching it unfold. It's a bit like, um, it's a bit like Boyhood in a way. It's a bit like Before Sunrise. Um, and it is a bit like a film called Everybody Wants Some, Dazed and Confused, all films by Richard Linklater, who I like. And that's his thing. That's just like a direct- directorial trademark where like 
you you focus on time rather than like massive moments in film. You just kind of watch something unfold in front of you and you feel connected to the characters or whatever. Right. It's it's very similar to that. I mean, this is as you say, it was from a female director, which is the main reason why I wanted to do this because we've not done any female directors so far in the films. And it was from Sofia Coppola, Francis Ford Coppola's daughter. I did mm. not know that. I did not it's know not, that at all. No, yeah. Lost in Translation is nothing like The Godfather. Um, or is it? Who knows? Um, yeah, so that was the reason I wanted to do it because we've not done any female directors. And I just thought it was really interesting the way that it was. It was just sitting watching these two people. Nothing actually major happened other than the fact they fall in love. But it comes over time, though. You know what I mean? It's not one event. You're just watching the days go by and he's an actor that's not happy where he is and bored and she's bored and... That's just that. You're just watching the sights and sound, and what lures you in is like the surroundings of Tokyo and the cool kind of aspect of where they are and how they're going to connect. They're two totally different people, as you say, totally different ages as well. But still, for some reason, seem to find each other. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. What it was trying to do. I just didn't think that a Scarlett Johansson. Twenty-something-year-old would 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 have much interest in a in a Bill Murray no, I mean, in real life. I don't know. I don't know. You I never just, know what they're thinking. I guess you know. I know. I know. I just it just didn't sit. Com- it just didn't completely mm. sit with me. But um, I I loved. Um, I mean, Scarlett Johansson was is is brilliant in this film. She's so reserved and like shy and kind of mm-hmm. doesn't say much like which is totally not what what she comes across as in she's real really life, shy which, in this film isn't she she's really she's like, oh, that's a great point and, yeah and she really captured that like she wasn't just playing shy like she really w- was like i i i you know quite introverted and the fact that she does somehow um really feel played connected in, uh, to, uh, bill, yeah. to bill murray's character she, she i don't know what it is but she feels a connection to him so she's more easy to be more comfortable around them and open up and stuff like that just because she does feel like that. She wouldn't normally be like that to anybody. No. But for some no, reason she has this connection with him. It's nice to watch um, and she plays it beautifully. I mean, it's because um, like, is it because they're two Americans in a foreign country? You know? No. No, I think... Yeah, maybe, but like... I mean, the, the, the hotel seemingly is kind of full of Americans. Um, but um, I think it's because they're both... Well, is is this sort of thing? Is he's having a midlife crisis, and she's having a quarter life crisis, mm-hmm. and well, they, and the thing is, like the interesting thing is, they both feel similarly sort of lost, you know, existential, and lost, and um, meaningless at the, at these points, these completely different points in life, and mm-hmm. they connect over that, which is really interesting and sort of makes you think a lot. Um, yeah, that, that that aspect of the film I, I really liked, um, and I thought obviously Bill Murray is just I mean he 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 plays extremely depressed so well. That's literally what I was about to say. He is just he is this is the perfect role for him. His face. He, how has, many films did he do this? I mean, what's his, what's the um, the Groundhog Day? Um, it's mm, just yeah, this very similar. He's so mundane at the fact he's living the same day over and over again. It just becomes part of his day. You could convince me this is the same character in this film, yeah. and it, you could look at that as a bad thing, like, oh, he's playing the same thing, but there's, Ian Grieve talked about this on the show, there's plenty of actors that do that, 
they find the thing that works for them, they stick with it, and they do loads of different roles like that. But this is like the perfect film for it, the perfect setting, and just he's so good at just playing sad, down, unbothered, um, can't be asked, intelligent, you know, like intelligent. a lot of things yeah. going on. All right, let's just sit here, and I guess I'll go and film this commercial. You want me to do what? You want me to do more intense? Okay. Yeah. How was that? It's like so, like natural. You sort of see the film through their eyes. So, so you, so like every sort of character is a bit of a character. Every every character is a bit of a character, other than those two, Mm -hmm. because you're sort of what I got from it is you're sort of seeing the outside world as they see it. Like everyone's a bit disinterested in them, and everyone's a bit. Obsessed with money and success, and everyone's just out of touch, and that's how they see the world, you know. Um, yeah. And Tokyo is just mental and foreign, and mental, and yeah, just not nothing. Not, they don't, they don't get it. It, it doesn't, you know what I mean? It's like, not for them because that's the total opposite of where they are, personality-wise, you know. And you can imagine yeah. if this is our relationship starting between the two characters, they are perfect for each other <laughs> because they're both very similar, you know. They find themselves in similar predicaments, um, but at completely different stages in life. Yes, yeah. that's how they bond. Then you know they're both quite. Yeah. They're both quite lost. Of the road. The yeah, they're, and they 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 are completely comfortable in each other's company straight away because they're both like they're not trying to impose something on the other. Like as seems to every other character in the film they come into yep. contact with is just sort of putting yeah, things on shake them. Shake my hand, take this picture, do this for me or whatever. These two are just like, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to work and you stay here and just explore the city. And uh, But but with these, but with each yeah, other, that's, they're that's sort of... very well done, actually. That's very well done. Also, Japan in itself and Tokyo as a city. Mm. Every time I see it in a film or something, I just think it's so cool and like fun yeah. looking and exotic and like... Yeah. It's it's like a it'd be a massive trip, you know, going there. It'd be a massive vacation, but I'd I'd love to go and just walk around. Listen, we'll do it. <laughs> you wanna? Uh, it's been on my list for a while. Like, I'm kind of obsessed with the idea of going to Japan. Um, it's one of these countries that is just sort of fascinates me. Like, um, the the weird juxtaposition of like Tokyo and then the rest of Japan being this like ancient. Mm. sort of um yeah it's very futuresque place but then tokyo's this mad like city that's on the ver on you know on the cutting edge of technology Mm. and um things and entertainment and lights and it's so busy and there's always music playing and and also this thing of the sort of you know see all these japanese temples and sort of right bonsai tree gardens and serenity and monks but at the same time there's this total culture of materialistic you know these what i don't know what they call them there's a word for them in 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 japan that translates into english for all these men mostly men that just do the nine to five or it's 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 like nine to nine every day in offices Mm. and they're just like there's a there's a word for it and that's a weird culture of overwork in tokyo but paired with this sort of minimalist oh love I, i'm kind of obsessed with the country yeah i mean just think of like walking through it and just seeing it all and just absorbing it. it's like when i went to times square in new york that it's it's like a thing 
you know, you should walk through it and you're just surrounded by all these people and surrounded by all these lights and stuff. And you're like, what about it's so much different to what we're used to, you know? So it's definitely on the bucket list seeing. Also the food. I mean, are you, are you a fan of sushi? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm a, I'm a fan. I must say though, I've never been Love to sushi. like, I've never been to Yo Sushi. I've never been to like a, a sushi specialist restaurant or something. I feel and like I really think that would change my life a little bit because the, su- the sushi I have had is, has been lovely and stuff. Where have you had it? A uh, couple of little sort of restaurants. Um, I've had it just as like like a Tesco meal deal. Um, mm. I feel like it's like going to any restaurant that's a specialist in something and just being like, no, you have to try it out of here. Yeah, it'll yeah, be like good. going to like going to a steak place or something, or going to a burger place. It's different to getting something out of, you know. I never want to be a food snob, but with sushi, I must say, uh, when I tried sushi from a proper sushi place my mind was blown okay uh, <laughs> yeah see when i come to visit you in the summer can you take me there's a there's a really nice sushi place literally five minutes from where i am right now and we can we will order it in. they deliver as well well i'll come in august because that's when i came last time um, right. Nothing that matters. Yes, also, I love the way that the film was shot in a way that it looked as if it was very personal um, and, and yeah. very, like, there was lots of handheld. It was like a mixture between shaky cam, right up in your face, not to mention the Japanese talk show host, you know, yeah. who was like, whoa, <laughs> like right up to the screen and stuff. <laughs> Bill Murray was just like, oh my God, what are we doing here? Obviously, that's one way of shooting things. But like the actual, the film itself was a lot of handheld stuff, a lot of shaky cam. But then also when everything else was a lot of the time when it was Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson talking to each other, lots of like long shots and very still camera work. And I don't know if you noticed that. I, I really jumped off for me um, the difference between that when everything was hectic and he was walking through stuff, the camera was quite shaking in his face and going about the place, looking around and stuff from his point of view. But when he was just being himself, I'm just going to get on with it. This is just life now. It was always quite far away from him, and it was always quite like. Mm. We just saw the whole room. We all saw the whole situation. I thought that was nice. It was almost like a documentary at times. You know, you were very well aware you weren't watching the documentary, but it was shot in a way that like documentaries are shot. You're quite partial to a documentary, I feel, aren't you? Yeah. I you sometimes want to watch a documentary when you're not when you're not in the mood to watch a film, you know? You you're not in the mood to be taken somewhere else. You kinda yeah, want to watch Why is that? Bad. You just want to see the real I world or I don't know. Do you do you feel that? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I don't watch them as much as I should, though. Like, Oscar season comes around and it's like, all these great documentaries that are nominated. I'm like, I've not heard of one of these. No, documentaries, I, I kind of need to be interested in the subject matter, really. Oh, you're not, worried about, you're not bothered about the quality of the documentary, you want to know the content? Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Which is the difference fair. between film and documentary, like. Yeah. I guess you could go in blind to a documentary about something you've got no idea about and, like, learn things. No, that's probably good. You know? But, you know... If it's a bit like docu- about... I guess maybe a little slower documentaries though to kind of get you hooked, I guess, because there's less There's all these doc- doc- we've talked about this as well, docu-series on Netflix. And right. I'm not I'm not I don't know, like I feel like that's that's a that's just extending something that could have been done in two hours, you know? Oh, I see what you mean, like the docu series thing. You're just Yeah, so like, it's eight episodes that are an hour and it's like, whoa, how much is there to learn? Because I doubt there's that much. And how and how are you gonna shoot it? You're gonna have loads of B-roll, and I'm gonna to listen to. <laughs> you listen to interviews with the people for ages. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think about actors that we shouldn't know who they are? Actors shouldn't be celebrities. Takes away from watching films. Imagine if we just knew nothing and it was it was secretive and all these people who we so see these great performances they're just mysteries to us, the actual people. They don't we don't know them. I see what you mean. So like, we'll go to see a DiCaprio film because we like him and we know all about him and stuff. Um like if we watched Inception and we didn't know Tom Hardy and Elliot Page and Leo DiCaprio and stuff, you know. We just they were just random people. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, good point. And I just think, what is this weird thing that's got? I don't know how I've got. I think it's just, uh, what is this weird thing that's happened where now when a, th- a film is coming out, all these actors do podcasts or they do a podcast talk show. Is new, but they do a talk show or they do they do loads of junkets and interviews where they're asked questions that the public don't don't care about the answer. Maybe the fans really do, mm-hmm. and they just sort of talk about how much fun it was to work on this particular project and how excited they are that it's coming out, even though they might not necessarily be. And everyone knows that. And it's kind of fake. And no one's kind of really interested, but it kind of happens. And there's loads of views. Um, I don't know. What, what's going on? Because no one wants, no one wants to do it. No one wants no to one, media. Kind of, that's it. What, what, what is this? I suppose the podcast thing is new and probably is heading in a good direction where people can just sort of have conversations. Maybe if they're doing a film, they're doing a podcast, and that's kind yeah. of cool. But Are you talking more about, and... like, breaking the illusion? Like, you see so many interviews and stuff with these people. I think, for me, it definitely does break the illusion a bit. I know you can just choose not to watch them, but they are shoved, they are everywhere. And Well, yes. You know. there's a, Even just, like, I love a documentary about a film and an audio commentary and, and behind-the-scenes special features and things like that. That's great. That's, that's um, different, because they control that. They let you see... Right, That's made by the people who make it. Oh, I see. I mean, so in, like when it's put in the actors' hands themselves to sell the film, then it's out of their control because they're being asked questions that they might not know the answers to, and they might be. Well, yeah, and it's been produced situation. by you know Graham Norton. It's been produced right. by Jimmy Fallon, and and you know it's not. It's just yeah, but I mean, also Graham Norton and Jimmy Fallon they have proven that they're there to help the actors and and help the films do well and stuff. You know. Yeah, I know. I know. It's not like at, at their expense necessarily. It's just, I just don't know how we're in a place as a culture where we, we, you know, you know, you know, uh, I can't think of an example now, but let's say Meryl Streep comes out with a, a film where she's, you know, it's not selfish, a new film. She's, she's playing okay. a horror, it's a drama uh, of high, high stakes, Holocaust, I don't know, it's something like that. And okay. it's nominated for an Oscar and it's, it's deep and moving and you're going to see it. But then it's promoted by her like going on Jimmy Fallon and like eating talking about you know, how much fun she had talking talking about how well and then like talk playing a game about hot sauce do you know what I mean like what's what's going on <laughs> right it's just like call me cynical call me cynical whatever but I'm not actually that cynical I'm just like what's going on yeah what but as this? an actor yourself though say for example that was you in that situation right and it was your duty to promote I'm the sure film. it was a lot of fun yeah, but you not want to be do that. I'm sure it's fun, but then I, but then, but then at the same time, I'm like, what is this for? Who, you know, it's to what? promote the movie to try and get it to make a lot of money, so you got a lot of money. No, 
well, it's about money, is it? Because then, yes. then what? Well, we everything's about money. Look at Bill Gates' in translation. The reason he's walking about Tokyo for three months is for money. I know, and that's the root of all evil, isn't it? No, it's not. But no, no, I know what you mean. Spit on that. Something I've been thinking. It's just been something I've been thinking about. It's like uh, if, but, but but here's the thing for me. So Meryl Streep is doing this Holocaust film. This is all, you know, what's the word? Rhetorical. Coming full circle. No, just I'm making it up, but it it's for a point. Rhetorical. Is that, is that this is all rhetorical? No, oh, I don't know. Um, okay, sorry, I'm going. No, don't go for it. So, 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 Meryl Streep's doing this Holocaust film, and she and and, and it's an Oscar's buzz, and it's going to be amazing, and I'm going to see it. And then, but then I, as a consumer, see her promoting it on Jimmy Fallon talking about hot sauce and uh, doing a little <laughs> game with frogs. How am I expected to then go and watch that film? Obviously, yeah, I there's will, a really but... massive moment that... of the film that's really dark and stuff, and you're really engrossed, and then you remember her playing with the frogs. You might just remember her playing with the frogs. Mm. I'm just saying, I think there's a change that's coming, if if the world has any sense. I think so. I think this is... Maybe after the pandemic, because it's all been done on Zoom, and now maybe the right. views have dropped off a bit, and, and I just think... I'm not talking about talk shows specifically, but I'm just talking about junkets and... Why do we want to know all this stuff about actors? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's like having fans, though. You know, fans become obsessive, and fans want to know everything, and fans feel That's entitled. And fans, stuff. fans. Yes. Yeah, fans. I'm, I'm uncomfortable when someone when someone says, "Oh, are you a fan?" Then, and I'm like, "Well, I really like them, but if I'm a fan, does that not mean like I'm, you know, you can define You're what obsessive. you want?" But yeah, I I hear the word fan, and I think you know. A Roger Federer fan, you know, painted as a Swiss flag, and I'm like, no, that's not me. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Actually, you've got a new job writing about tennis. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We could talk about that. We don't have to talk about it, but like, it's a dream a, job. I tell you that. That's a fun thing, right? Listen, I'm having the time of life. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you went from Hermes to oh, my dream God. job. Literally, literally. Yeah. I um. You don't have to go into too much detail, but what I mean is, it just like you do a top five, or is you writing about actual matches? I actually did a top five last week. I can write oh, about I what I want. Well, did you see it? Yeah, yeah, I read it. Uh, did you? Yes, I was supporting my friend. Thank you. Uh, I know a lot of it will go over your head because you're not into tennis, but thank you. Was that a tennis um, pun? No, no. <laughs> and what do you say? Yeah, when you're trying pun. to write an article, when you're trying to write an article and everyone's making lots of noise, do you go, guys, could I not make all that racket? <laughs> uh I'll use that on Monday because that Sorry. is true. Um, no, it's a dream come true. I work for a tennis retailer called All Things Tennis, and uh, All Things Tennis, and I write I write for them. I do content for them, so I do their Instagrams uh, cool. and I do blogs for them. I write. Uh, articles about the products they sell and try and keep, you know it's 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 amazing i love it that's great going, that's great i love that i'm actually going down to the shop next week uh, and we're gonna demo some rackets so i can review them it's just a dream oh i love I mean, that that's great i don't know that's great i don't know what to tell you i love it no that's the dream that's all you need to tell me um i what do you make about instagram then because you're obviously you're now in control of this company's instagram 
I wouldn't say you're particularly active on Instagram, nor am I. Mm. Um, in terms of personal Instagrams, I tend to promote the podcast and stuff out of necessity, really. I said that before. Like, the only reason I've got the social media a lot of the times is to promote, promote the podcast and the YouTube channel and stuff. Know, it just gets a bit toxic for me. Um, but listen, I'm thinking about maybe trying to start trying a bit harder with Instagram and stuff. There's something about it I quite like. Like when you do something and it's like maybe not to promote, not to promote yourself and show off to people, but it's like posting for yourself stamping a moment in time like i'm i'm doing this and here's me doing it and i'm putting it out to the public and then it's there for good now you know what i'm like about like my, my vlogs and stuff like i've got that but it's all stored away and no one sees them and it's not it's all for me and for my family and stuff all those pictures and vlogs that i've got but there's something about posting something on instagram where you share it with your friends and stuff and it's just it just looks like you're a busy person and you look as if you're up to stuff and that you know i don't know if that's if that's a good thing or a bad thing i don't know I know it's a tricky thing. I stopped posting on Instagram as much because I I thought I thought just that I'm like, am I just doing this so that I can it can look like I'm having an interesting life to people who follow me? Because if I am, then that doesn't matter. I just stop. Right. And my thing is, no one cares. You know, no one cares. Like why? Why? When I see pictures mm. of people, right? So it's nice weather here, right? And I've seen at least seventeen Snapchat stories today. Of people in their gardens sitting down a picture of their legs with a drink. Sun's out, or as I said at the start of the pod, nicest day of the year so far. Or the wee thing it's like twenty degrees or whatever it is just now. Um and I've seen so many of them. And it's like no one cares that you're sitting in your garden, but there's something about why do people do it? I've done it well, before. Because people you're sort of saying <clears throat> in a weird way, here's what I'm doing. I hope and I bet that what you're doing is no near as cool. Isn't as good as this. Sub subconsciously, that's what you're kind of saying. If you know, if you if you go to Egypt and you're next to the pyramids, you go. Well, I'll take an Instagram because that's different. I'm next to the pyramids, right? And although it, I bet you at home, you're not next to the pyramids. Right. I'm next to the pyramids. Check is me. Is that out. why though? Is that why, or is you, are you posting a picture because you're next to the pyramids? But why? Like, holy moly. But, but I'm not in my garden with a can of Sprite. Right. You but, know what I mean? I'm next to the pyramids. That's well, worth ob- posting about. Well, obviously, you take a picture of you next to the pyramids for yourself and for just right. have a picture. Show to your family. And what stuff. Do you, that's interesting. Pyramids. What do you think the reason to post it would be? Uh, it would be well. Mainly, it would be to show everybody next to the pyramids. But is that is that an, like to show off? I don't know. Why yeah. do you want everyone? To, why do you want everyone to know that you're next to the pyramids? Yeah, great point. Great point. I always say like I'm not much of an Instagram person, but I guess I'll post this picture, and then I'll post it and I'll go up. Oh, I'm like it's kind of weird people seeing that. I'm not bothered. But then when the likes start to pour in, it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like that. It's like that sense of approval. Yeah, you know, so maybe nice. it's that. Like, look at me; I've made it in life. I'm next to the pyramids. Please like my picture. That is where we've gotten as a society. Well, yes, I know, and yeah. that's what why I don't, why I'm I'm wary about Instagram. But what 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 is interesting is, you've you manage the good bit Instagram. Mm-hmm. I've done stuff for this tennis company's Instagram, and I really enjoy it. But there's yeah. none of me. 
nothing about you right to it, which i love because i'm checking the likes because i want to do a good job and i'm creating right. these lovely looking interesting posts and it takes a lot of time and i love doing it and it's creative and i like the lights pouring in but it's all of that with none of the look at me look at me i'm next to the pyramids it's all for something yeah. else but it's just as creative and fun and, and, but then and again like when, when, I, when everything's opening up again right in the world and i go on holiday or i go out with my friends or something like i don't want to feel like i can't post a picture because you know i don't want to i don't want people i don't want to seem like i'm being like look how cool i am i'm with, with my friends but then like i still kind of want to post a picture but then no one cares you know it's like trying to find that fine line you know it's a fine line it's a fine line but at the end of the day if you're next to the pyramids and you want to post to everyone to say, hey, look, I am next to the pyramids, do that. Nothing wrong just with don't it. Get, just don't get obsessed with it and just right. don't let it get you down. But because, you know, if it's just the same thing. If you were in a conversation with someone and someone brought up Egypt, you would say, hey, you know, I've been next to the pyramids. Wait till I show you this picture. Wait till I show you this picture. It's the same thing. But you yeah. just want to go... I'll reach as many people as possible because this is cool. And it's immediate. You know, you need to wait to tell people stories. Exactly. You know? so I'm here like, now. Like so. People should know that I'm cool. I haven't showed you my new headshots yet, you know, but I just told you I got new headshots. Right. Because you know? you're proud of it. Yeah, it's a nice proud, thing. Yeah, it's something that's happened to me, you know. And also, as actors and as we're trying to promote ourselves and stuff, yeah. you know, the social media has just become this massive thing, right? That is now everyone's newspaper, it's everybody's magazine, it's everybody's news outlet. It's a way to promote yourself. Everybody now has a Very voice true. to promote yourself, right? You can't just post a picture of yourself in the newspaper and everyone's going to see it, but you can post on your Instagram, yeah. you know? So we have a job, I guess, as um, entrepreneurs, as actors and stuff, to promote ourselves and get our name out there and show industry people, look how well I would be able to look how well I would be able to promote the film if you cast I know, me. I know, uh, but you know then I mean? then it then it comes down to like followers and if you, a motivation to build up followers as an actor might be to be to like to show a a, a a production company. You know, look, I'll I spread mean, the word when I'm in this, and that this is the thing that I'm not really interested into because I'm not interested in obsessing over building followers just for that. Right, and it goes I back to what you were saying. Good for me. It's not about, good about like celebrities going on talk shows to promote it because they need to do it. They may not want to do it, but they need to do it. Like yeah. that would be you. Like you might not want to post on Instagram, but that might be part of your contract. You know, if it was part of my, if I was being paid to, then you'd do it because you course paid to do it. But I'm not going to voluntarily try and get into my Instagram just for my acting career. I'll, I'll, I'll do other things. Like yeah. I just don't, I don't want to spend more time any more time on social media than i need to because like you say it's a balance and the more yeah. it can it can be a dark place it could be a dark place we all know yeah. that uh, you, you, it happens the all answer... the time for me happens oh, all the time oh, like i'm absolutely. really in, really enjoyed something on tv or a, or a piece of or a song or a film or something can't yeah, wait to go yeah, and yeah, yeah. talk about it and see what other people think and then like so many people who don't like it yeah and you're like good. oh maybe i'm an idiot yeah you're not supposed to see that See what I mean? As a human being, you're not supposed to know that. But then back in the day when we were younger, we didn't have social media and stuff when we were kids and we didn't have phones and that. You just went and, oh, wait to see this PlayStation game or whatever and you went to play with your pals and you just bonded over it in that moment. But you didn't know that, you know, Aaron Docker that now lives in London hated it. 
you know? Or that he even played it. Kind of dampens like, your opinion of it yourself, and you're like, oh, really? Okay. Not as special, because cool, you special. can see that yeah. loads of people are doing it, and some people hate it, some people love it. You know. Yeah. Anyway, the moral of the story is, I'm thinking about going back on Instagram. Um, what do you mean? Have you not been on Instagram? I've not posted since Halloween 2019. Um, oh, oh, I didn't know that. Well, there you go. Yeah. I posted about me and my mate Jack were dressed up as Jack and Victor from Still Game. And we won a costume contest at the party we were at. And I posted about it. Are you on my Instagram now? Yeah. See what I mean? But then I, there's some posts on there that I quite like and stuff. But then what might... So when, when say for example, um, when I go do my first acting job after COVID, I could post about that because I want to say to everybody, look everybody, I'm a successful actor now. You see what I mean? There's there's no real heart in that. There's no real what? Heart in that if you're if you're being like But then again it's just maybe just happy for yourself and you're proud that you're doing something. I don't know. I don't know, man. Anyway, lost in translation. Yeah. I I I, I hear and agree everything you're saying. Mm. Uh what I would say is you just gotta do what makes you happy. Exactly. And um it, if you want to post you can post, just don't get obsessed with it. And but it's very hard not to get obsessed to it, obsessed yeah. and uh, into and not the look darkness. at it in like a sort of negative way. Like it's you're you're sharing this with your followers because they're your friends and your family and stuff. You know, not to show off essentially. Yeah, you can also make it private. I've considered that. I've considered sort that of too. But private. then again, why? You know, what's the point? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Wheels lost in translation, on. sitting in the kitchen. Uh, bin. Uh, anyway, next week on the good bit, it's we will be. In the bin. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I'm joking. I'm joking. I know, but I'm just. I was. I was curious because I don't know if. You, I don't know if. No, I can't be the bin. Uh, it didn't leave much of an impression on me, honestly. I, I'm going kitchen table for me. Um, uh, I, 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 thought, I thoroughly of... enjoyed it. Okay, fair enough. You thoroughly enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it, but it, I, it really it 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 it, it was nothing special to me. Um, I know the age thing sort of weirded me out a bit, but also even other than that, just didn't. I didn't love it. Didn't love it. I liked it. That's okay. Didn't love it. That's it was okay. beige. It was beige to me. Liked it, but didn't love it. It's kitchen table all day. I know. I know. I'm just tempted to stick it in the grill because why not grill it. We gave it a bit of a grilling today. I, I, you know what? Didn't like the Scarlett Johansson's age. I don't know why they would have had her when she was so Strange young. Casting. She was a great actor. She was great in the part, but she looked so young. And the part she played was not supposed to be that young. I didn't think. I'm going to give it a grilling. What do you think? I, um... I want to give it a grill, I should say. All right, okay. Well, that's quite strong opinion, then, because I was, I wasn't, I was less adamant that it's kitchen table. I was just going to put it there, just because, you know. But you have an actual reason for the grill, and then I feel like we need to put it in the grill. I'm not saying it's a horrific thing they did. She should have never played that part. It I'm just saying you. it bothered me a bit, mm. and I'm, you know, the grill, the the grill is not a horrible thing. The grill is, you know, you're not putting it in. You're not getting rid of this film. Yeah, you're, not, you're just. You're just putting it in the drawers for him and going, mm, this film just needs a bit of just toast it. Yeah, but look, see if we have like a diagram, like a, like like the chart we were going to make of like all the 
great films at the top, the lesser great films saying that if Lost in Translation, which is a really good film, is second to bottom. Can I can I reiterate? It's not scientific. And that is going to be the tagline. You're right. But listen, I've just come up with it in my head. Before we (laughs) before we sign off here, which we will. Yeah. You put a film in the bin if you want no more to do with it. I don't want to see this film anymore. It's in the bin. I don't want to watch this ever again. I hate it. It's in the bin. Mm-hmm. You feel me? You put a film in the grill. If you want to change it a bit, I want to. I want to cook it. I want to toast it. I don't. Not quite happy with it. I'm gonna make it well done. Make it well done. You put it on the kitchen table. It's like I'm fine with it. I do. I wouldn't change anything about it. But I don't know what to do with it. Fair. Yeah. Okay. So we're making now with the, the the kitchen is now right. Every level above the bin is still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bin you is know, the only one where you go, nope, shit. On okay, go. I'm alright with that. I'm alright with that. Because a D and is I, still a pass. That is that is the tagline for this film. A D is still a pass. <laughs> yeah, I would no. watch again, but not immediately. I'd watch again, but I'd rather it was different. <laughs> <laughs> lost in translation left me a bit lost. And that's like, exactly right. That's exactly right. And I hope, uh, no, I hope no one was offended. If Lost in Translation is your favorite film, that's fine. And uh, you know, it's it's a good film. It was shot on film, for God's sake. It's got to be good. If you got plans tonight, I'm a couple hundred miles from Japan, and that that's a Shawn Mendes song. I can't believe that that was your your stimulus, a Shawn Mendes film. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to judge you. Thanks. But here I am <laughs> I judging. Most of it on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, here's me with Sean Mendes talking about Lost in Translation. Right, until next time, folks, thanks very much for listening. It's another episode of The Good Bit in the bag. And uh, what we're going to do next time? I don't know, but I'll pick we'll something knowing that you're going to need to watch it with your whole flat. Yeah. I'll try and please you. People please her. I mean, I mean, God's sake, Saving Private Ryan is, is making us millions. We've got to... I am a people pleaser, so I'll try and please the people. Right, until next time, folks, thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next time on the Good Bit Pod.